Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm your host, Julie. And I am your host, Melinda. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the amazing episode that was the two-hour mid-season finale of Love After Lockup. How fucking great was it? a ring. Girl, I had to watch it three (laughs) times because as amazing (laughs) as it was, I kept falling asleep. Um, Oh, jeez. Because that's what happens when you stop drinking. Um, you yeah. you get back to a normal like sleeping pattern, and so at nine o'clock I'm like snoring. That's awesome. So, <laughs> I mean, in so many ways, like it's awesome that you have not been drinking. It's awesome that you are sleeping. Just yeah, really good all around. If I get like healthy amounts of sleep at night, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I actually can wake up in the morning and do stuff, making breakfast. Yeah. Yes, you know, that's like, how that's how I feel since I've been eating better yeah. after my surgery. Like I've been eating like normal healthy foods and it's so weird cuz now I'm tired at a regular time and then my body automatically like naturally wakes itself up at a decent hour in the morning. It's great. Yeah, I woke up before my alarm at 6.30 the other day, and I was like, wow, what? I'm huh? definitely not waking up that early, but well, good for you. Well, <laughs> I homeschool five children, so the first two start it. school at, like, 7 a.m., so. Um, I do not know how you do it. I, I can barely do it with my one kid, and she yeah. goes to school two days a week. Well, it's been interesting, because um, on certain, it's they do it every other week's schedule with two of their kids, so. Um, I either have three kids or five kids. So that also includes me making dinner for both families every night. Because we, since COVID started, we've just been, um, cooking and eating together. And honestly, it's saved money. It's, it's been, uh, a new challenge for me because I never used to cook much. And so I went from cooking for like basically two and a half people to anywhere from nine to 11. Um, and it's been fun. And so I'm taking turns cooking. No, I do the cooking during the week. They do the cooking on the weekends just because I'm the only one that doesn't have a traditional, like, desk job. Um, right. So I have a little bit more time. And it's been interesting because my husband is on the Mediterranean diet. Jen is on a low-carb, or not low-carb, low-sodium, you know, semi-low-cal, low-fat diet. And then her right. husband and herself both need low cholesterol. <laughs> And I'm trying to eat a low-cal diet. So, um, I've been doing a lot of Pinterest. Yeah. And honestly, like, every meal that we made last week was a a slam dunk home run. Um, It was, I made, like, Thai peanut chicken pasta. And I, instead of noodles, I used uh, shredded cabbage. Oh, you know what? Cabbage is one of those things that I forget about how good it is. Yeah, honestly, like, I've never, um, what was it? I was using shredded cabbage and then something else. I don't know. It was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't just shredded cabbage. It was spaghetti squash. I used spaghetti squash instead of noodles. Because I roasted. No, it literally is just like noodles. And it was so easy. So literally, you cut a spaghetti squash in half and take out the seeds. And then Uh you just, like, throw some olive oil and some salt on it and stick it in the oven for, like, 30 minutes. And then after that, like, you just literally take a fork and shred out the entire thing and it tastes just like noodles. And it's super healthy. 
Wow, that's amazing. I yeah, had never I, actually tried it, and I was shocked at how good it was, because um, I'm a picky eater. That's awesome. I I definitely need... The thing about me and Pinterest is I will waste half my life on Pinterest, and then but do I will nothing never with it. do anything <laughs> yeah. with any of it. Yeah. Ever. Well, when you're cooking for 9 to 11 people... Um, <laughs> You have to plan yeah. out your meals ahead you of time. You have to get creative. Yeah. So I made spaghetti squash taco bake, and I, I used one and a half spaghetti squash for that. And then I used the other, th- like, one and a half for the um, Thai chicken noodles. And then I made um, spinach artichoke mozzarella chicken. Oh, God, that sounds so And it good. was, like, low-fat everything. So, and mm-hmm. I used, like, I made the spinach artichoke dip myself. With uh, no-fat Greek yogurt. It was delicious. And then uh, Thursday, we made uh, turkey meatloaf. And then we also made, because I had some chicken I had to use up, we took goat cheese and sun-dried tomatoes and fresh basil and made, like, basically, like, a caprese chicken. And it was amazing. That sounds really good. Yeah, I I get overwhelmed a lot with um, recipes. I just feel like there's so many ingredients and so many things that you have to buy that you don't have already. And so I end up making the same stuff over and over again. But I really should branch out and try some new things. You just have to, Uh, like, commit it to yourself to doing it. Like, just do it once a week and then work mm -hmm. your way up. But, like, honestly, now it's, like, fun to try stuff. I mean, I make, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, my thing is I have to plan it if i right. don't plan it i'm never gonna do it because it's like everything's still frozen or you're missing ingredients that's my issue absolutely it's it's absolutely necessary because then if you only go shopping for that stuff try to incorporate mm-hmm. what is in your pantry or in your freezer and then just knock it out and if you do something if you plan it then you could do something like where you bought three spaghetti squash and you knew you were going to use one and a half here one and a half there and yeah and then you just don't have to do as much cooking cuz you just do it all at once like i roasted three at the same time and then i just shredded all of them and set half aside i don't even know if i've ever had spaghetti squash but i hadn't until uh this year i had or maybe yeah it was february uh, Does it have like a, a a taste on its own? No, not really. It's it's like okay, honestly, Julie. I didn't even tell the rest of them that it was spaghetti squash, and they had no idea. That's amazing. All right, I, I'm sold. I'm it was get it was so good, <laughs> and I think you could even buy it frozen. But honestly, it was like the easiest thing I've ever cooked in my life. Like it, the hardest part was cutting do... it in half. <laughs> well, oh, I just got a hiccup. Um, I've tried to do the zoodles, the zucchini noodles, and I just feel like like I've used those as um, a, a substitute for like pad thai noodles, and I just always feel like you barely cook them at all, and then they're just mush. Yeah. And it's like it's this is not the same, but I will. I'm definitely gonna try that. I'm excited now. It was it was absolutely delicious. You need to do maybe it like should, immediately. Maybe you should start adding the recipes that you're using. Oh, I could do that to our Facebook group. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's do it. And I want to hear your guys. Your guys, listen to me. <laughs> I want to hear y'all's favorite recipes. I'll just make it country. 
Yes. Please. Share with me I your favorite so recipes, particularly if they are on the healthier side. Mm-hmm. I need them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Especially after my surgery, I have to be really careful with what I'm eating. So um, I'm kind of getting tired of eating the same lazy crap all the time. Yeah. So and share, share your, your recipes. Share your uh, soft food recipes because your girl is getting her dentures. Hey. I made it to That's the so dentist. Exciting. I'm going back tomorrow and getting my bottom teeth cleaned. They are going to be able to save my bottom teeth. They said they're actually in pretty good shape. Um, so they're, I'm going to have 11 <laughs> teeth pulled. <laughs> Uh, they don't do sedation so they said they'd give me a valium ahead of time um i'm terrified so they'll take my teeth out and um put in temporary dentures that day so i won't have to be without my teeth Mm -hmm. and then after about six months they will like get me new dentures because it's gonna take a while for like my swelling to go down and then you have to like i never even thought about that huh yeah, apparently you'll also get, like, uh, sore spots, and so then um, yeah. you have to go back to the dentist, and they'll treat the sore spots, and then apparently you can also get, like, bone chips, which sounds great. I'm super excited for that. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, well, terrified, but I'm also, assured, like, super ready. <laughs> like, Melinda has promised me that she will not take out her dentures and, and um... chase you with <laughs> And chase me with them, because that's, like, my irrational fear. It's one of my irrational fears, other than dinosaurs. I am afraid of dinosaurs. But, um, yeah, so I made her promise me when we were talking about this the other day. I was like, just please promise me you won't take them out and, like, torture me with them. (laughs) I, like, only even barely remember that, because I was still, like, coming down from my Xanax. And so I was like, like, did she, like, weirder. ask me to not chase her with my dentures? Like, did I threaten that? Like, no, no. I, I was telling you about my ex-stepfather and how he would get, like, super duper drunk and fall asleep in the, uh, the screened-in patio. And I remember walking out there or looking at him one day and his, like, his dentures were like slipping out of his mouth because he was like so drunk and his mouth was open while he was sleeping and ever since then I have just been horrified at like it, it seemed like a drunk alien with their teeth coming out like it was a horror oh my gosh. dream that sounds terrible I know I know you won't do that to me though I can't I wait not. to see them you're gonna you're going to be on soft foods like I was after my surgery. Forever, yeah. No, I was just reading it before we started recording, and it was like, uh, yeah, you're going to not be able to eat food ever. And apparently I will also have a lisp and excess salivation. So uh, our podcasts are going to sound super awesome. <laughs> you shouldn't have told everybody that. I know. <laughs> They're like, unsubscribe. This is getting weird. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have a guest on until I can... Come back you'll and be, not lisp around. You'll be awesome. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, speaking of lisp, I mean, I last night I was listening to... I don't listen to Joe Rogan too often because his his podcasts are like three hours long. And it, I just look at it and I'm intimidated by the amount of time that it would take me to listen to one. Um, but I was listening to a interview he did with Mike Tyson. Oh, God. And 
his lisp is like people are not kidding when they make fun of his lisp it is a very intense lisp it's really difficult to listen to him talk but i'm listening to him and i'm like he is so wise and it it was the first time i've actually ever listened to him and what he had to say as a human being and it's so good. I'm only like 40 minutes through, but I, I recommend that. And I think that um, I was also going to say to you that for our bitch fits, I'd really like to kind of talk about what we're listening to, what we're watching and stuff like that. Maybe at the end of the episode, um, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that do that. And I really enjoy that. So I don't know. Maybe our listeners will enjoy kind of getting some new information or new ideas from us, too. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I've never listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, so. Oh, you should subscribe because he has really great guests and sometimes, and he's a great uh, interviewer. It's just that his episodes are like three hours long. So I just look at the time and I'm like, that's a lot of time commitment. So. I can get down with that. It's really good. Awesome. Well, we're going to have to put a timestamp in this episode because I feel like we did a mini bitch fit at the beginning. Probably because it feels like it's been forever since we uh, have recorded. But we're actually here to talk about Love After Lockup, so let's do that. Hey, all right. (laughs) I kind of forgot what podcast we were doing right now. I know. (laughs) Maybe we should just keep going with the bitch fit and then record the Love After Lockup one later. (laughs) Whichever you want. I care. (laughs) Let's do uh, Love After Lockup. I'm sure we can come up with some other stuff to bitch about later. I have a lot to bitch about. Oh, girl, I can always bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, let's see here. We've got all seven uh, couples were in this episode. It was like a two hour episode. It was amazing. If I could, I mean, it was full of so much good stuff. So much good stuff. Where there do you want to start? Going on. I don't even know. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Um. Well, let's start with like Chevelle and Quaylen. All right. Okay. So they basically have... Uh, a party for Quaylen. It's like a welcome home party. It kind of looks like a sweet 16. Um, everybody's excited. They're all welcoming him. It's, I mean, it was really sweet. Uh, and Chevelle also had just revealed the truck that she got for him. Now he did say like he wanted to go for a ride, but he didn't want to get in trouble for it so is he not allowed to drive he said he doesn't have a driver's license yeah he's been in prison for like 12 years right yeah he he was 17 when he went in and he probably didn't even have his driver's license then yeah yeah i think that's kind of weird to get him a truck before he has a driver's license but yeah but i also understand why she did i guess like i feel like she was just trying to show him that like you don't have to depend on other people. Like, you give are free. Like, give him something yeah. to, like, motivate him to stay on the straight and narrow. Not that, like, I truly believe that, like, he really wants to. Um, and I yeah. was super, super, super proud and impressed when he was like, you know what? I can't drive. No. Like, good well, for him. not on camera. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just seemed like yeah, he was... People do a lot of crazy stuff on camera. On this really show. trying to, like, make the right decision, and I was impressed by that. Oh, yeah, because that was probably so tempting, even to drive around the neighborhood or yeah. something. I mean, that's what I used to do when I was 15, and I, I had a permit, but I didn't have a license, but I had a car, so I would just drive around the neighborhood, up and down the hills, listen to... Um, 
Well, my, my jam of the time was the Ashley Simpson CD. So. Oh, yes. I still have that CD. It is scratched to <laughs> hell and back, but I still have it. I used to listen to that and, like, think I was real cool driving around the neighborhood. Super so I emo. Can see how yeah. that, <laughs> I could see how that would be, like, tempting. But, yeah, he did the right thing. Um, something that really made me uncomfortable was that Quaylen's mom was saying to Chevelle's mom that she thinks getting him a truck was a bribe. Girl, I have so many words about this interaction. I have so many words about this entire party because I was super pissed off by the whole thing. So I think it's so unfair to say it's a like everything that we've seen of Chevelle is that she's wonderful. I don't she's, think she's bribing him at all. Like I no. think she genuinely loves him, and it's like you know, like listen, this this is your life now. This is just how I am, and that's what everybody on her side of the family was saying. Like. That's just how she is. And I can relate to that because um, I'm a huge, like, gift-giving person. Like, that's my mm. outward love language. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. Like, the, the feeling that when you give someone a gift, especially something like the gift of independence. Yeah. It's a good feeling. And if you love someone, you want to give them something really special to welcome them home. I don't think it was a bribe at all. No, I think she was just like, this is this is me. This is how I take care of my man. Like, you're having a hard enough time just readjusting to society. Let me take care of this right. for you, boo. Yeah. But can we just talk about how Quaylen's mom even, like, alerted Chevelle's mom that she wanted to have a conversation? She literally was walking by and she goes, uh-uh, uh-uh, sit down. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> like, that just irritated I me. Pro- I would have had a problem with that. I would have been like, excuse me? But Chevelle's mom was just like, okay, yeah, I guess this is how we talk to each other. Yeah, and like mother gold, mother gold lipstick. Yeah. And honestly, I think that Mother Gold Lipstick was the classier one here, which is oh yeah, strange to me. But, so, Quaylen's mom is just like, yeah, you know, um, your daughter's bribing, and Chappelle's mom is like, your son's using her. <laughs> and I'm like, Uh-oh. you know, could it just be that, like, neither of you are right? Yes, exactly. It's kind of like when someone breaks up, when people break up. And it's like, oh, he's an asshole. Like, and she, he's like, she's a bitch. And it's like, it. I always say, like, is it possible that you guys just aren't the right person for each other? Like, that he's not an asshole and she's not a bitch and you're just not the right people for each other? Exactly. Is that a possibility? Like, it you're just situation. incompatible. But, yeah. like, it was the same conversation all over the house. And the, the overwhelming thing here is that, like, nobody wants to give... Quaylen any time to just prove anybody wrong all the all the people on the one side are like oh well you know he's just using Chevelle and then all the people on the other side are like no you know she's bribing him to stay blah 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 and but what kills me is like everybody on Chevelle's side is just like no He's a felon. He's going to get into trouble. Like, he's not going to stay good. And I'm like, my dad always told me, like, I will always give you enough rope to hang yourself. 
But like well, I mean, nobody wants to give God, him he just got out like five yesterday. minutes. Right. I'm like, give him five freaking minutes. Like, okay, so maybe you're right and he will reoffend, or maybe you're wrong and he's a good guy that made mistakes. Like, but you can't just make a snap judgment on a dude you just met. You can't. I mean, as we sit here and make snap judgments on people that we haven't met. But I mean, it's still like it just seems a podcast out of it. (laughs) Extremely unfair for the people that are actually in this to just like decide that he's a bad person and decide that he is going to make the same mistakes over again. Like you are not God or the all knowing Oz. No, and it's it's just not it's honestly just not fair. Like give him a chance to prove you wrong or prove you right. Right. Like, if if the tables were turned, you would be begging people to give you a chance. So... Well, yeah. Take this opportunity to be a good influence on him and take him under your wing and, you know, like, maybe you can help him stay on the right side of life. Like, it just seems so silly. Yeah. Anyway... That's my that's my soapbox. I, I feel about. so bad for him. I feel bad for him, but I also feel like he is taking this criticism very well. He's not like "fuck you," I'm a good guy. Like you're judging me. Like he's very calm, and I don't know if I would be that calm. So, I think he's doing a great job. Of just telling people, let me, too. me prove you. Let yeah. me prove it to you. He, I was really impressed. Like, he seemed to really, like, listen to everybody and, like, hear what they have to say and let them say whatever their bullshit is. And kind of try to see their side. Yeah. Also, their point of view. I, I love this couple. I really hope they work out because I feel like both of them are genuinely good people who want to do well. I, I, really I agree. I like them a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Their parents can both go jump off a pier. I don't know. I feel like Mother Chevelle's not awful. Mother Chevelle is really, like, judgmental of him, too. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully he will prove them wrong and prove Chevelle right in time. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. For sure. Um, uh, so, like, do you have anything else to say about them? Mm, No. Okay. I think, oh, yeah, um, I do. I think D-Mark is a huge oh, asshole, so that's yeah, my unpopular opinion, because people seem to love is, him on the Facebook group. He is over-the-top, outrageous, out of control. Like, like, you need to fucking calm your tits and sit down. Like, she's, she is a grown-ass woman. Let her make her decision. If she fucks up, then she will have to deal with the consequences of that. But screaming in someone's face is not going to make them want to do what you want them to do. Like, that is a surefire way for me to do exactly the opposite of what you want me to do. Yeah, exactly. Just because. Just because I'm a stubborn-ass bitch. Um, yeah, so that's about that. Um, Chevelle, or not Chevelle, um, Shanda and Tyrese, there really wasn't much story here. Um, I think that she's at the point where she's like, uh, oops, like, now I have to be with this guy in the real world. She's really happy that she has to go to a halfway house so she can get away with him. And I feel like the blue suit had a lot to do with this. Absolutely agree. 100% agree. He looks so good when he just wears normal clothes. He looks 
Yeah. You know, he looks 40 or something or, you know, 38 when he wears normal clothes. But seeing him in that Cookie Monster blue suit, he looks like a 70-year-old man. He looks like he, like... He looked like the pastor of a soul church. Yeah. He looks like he should have a cane and a hat to complete the ensemble. Agreed. And then he should be screaming at the whole church about Jesus, about Jesus. Like, it, I feel like if he had just shown up in normal clothing and just been, like, more normal, she would have still been interested in him. But he shows up looking like, yeah, you know, pastor of a soul church, (laughs) missing his hat and cane. And it hit her like a ton of bricks. Like, Ooh. holy shit. Yeah, she just saw their so age difference. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, I don't, she didn't find him attractive for sure. Who could in that get up? And um, now she's like, shit, I'm kind of like in a really uncomfortable position because I'm not into him right now. I've noticed that. And now he's expecting to have, like, a life with me. Thank God I have to go to, to uh, a halfway house. So, you know, they get her to the bus stop. Was it bus stop? Or, yeah, bus stop. And he gives her a couple hundred bucks and sends her on her way. And I can't remember if this was the preview for the next episode after the break or if it was during this episode but he's like saying, oh, well, she said she would let me know when she got there and I haven't heard from her since. Oh, see, I didn't catch the preview because by the time I was uh, finishing it, I was just trying to take notes. And yeah. so I skipped that part. I uh, can't remember. I, it might have been a preview for after the break, but the, the general idea of it was he hasn't heard from her. I was just so, about to ask you if you thought that he would ever see her again. And I, I don't think he will. Um, I don't think, but I think he's probably still sending her money. No, 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 no. I think that I don't think he'll ever see her again. And I think that 200 is the last of the money she's going to get from him because I don't think she is a bad person who's out to scam. I think she actually, so she did have guys while she was on the inside, which it seems like a lot of these women do. Um, but I think that she was hoping that, something would come of their relationship and then when she met him it there was no chemistry there and she feels uncomfortable but she has no money so she's of course gonna try to get a couple hundred bucks out of him just so she has something and um i think that in the previews she is kind of going i have to do this and it looks like she's probably going to text him or call him and, and break things off with him I feel bad because how many times have you been in a situation where maybe you've been talking to a guy online and, like, you seem to like each other and things are cool and then you meet up and you're like, oh, this is not what I expected. Yeah, I definitely... It's happened to me, definitely. (laughs) I, I have one particular person that comes to mind and I felt really, really, really bad um, because he really liked me and it was like... Once I met him in person, it just was not there. And then I just, like, kind of felt obligated to to give him a couple of chances. And then when I tried to just be, like, really honest and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I just don't think it's going to work. Like, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. Which was true. It wasn't even just a line. Like, it was true. I just didn't have the same feelings. And he was so offended and got so mad. And then, like, Mm -hmm. months later, I needed to get my brakes 
redone um and my dad was not able to fix them and so i just like went to the local auto body shop and he happened to work there and he refused to work on my car Oh, I was like, okay, like. Well, you, that's probably a good thing that he didn't work on your brakes. I mean, I guess so, but it's just like, have you not ever just like gone on a couple of dates and it didn't work out? Like, are we still really mad about this? Like six months later, like I didn't lead yeah. you on. You didn't like give me all your money. Like, I hung I out at your house around a bonfire like twice. Like, you're fine. It's hard when you just don't feel it for someone and you have that feeling, that obligation feeling. It's it's hard. Like, there was a guy that I taught, I met on Plenty of Fish, like, pff, God, so long ago. Uh, maybe like 10, 14 years ago, some, or 10 or 12 years ago, I guess. And, you know, he's a really nice guy. We talked a lot and he's, you know, de- a good look, eh, he's an all right looking guy. Um, well, you know, his face photographed about 150 pounds slimmer than he was in person. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Obviously I had to have weight loss surgery. That's how much I struggle with it. So, um, you know, when we finally met in person and I saw him coming up over the hill at the park inside, I went, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. So we had a nice time together and we stayed friends and we went out to uh, dinner a couple times with our kids just as friends and I talked to him like a year or so ago. Um, He's a nice guy and he didn't make me feel like there was an obligation because we had had some chemistry over the phone but not in person. But it is an uncomfortable feeling because it's almost like you feel like you owe someone something. Right. But you don't. I, I totally understand the situation she's in. I think she definitely was using him while she was in prison along with other guys. But she did seem to genuinely hope that something would work out with him and just realized in person that the chemistry was not there. Yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about her. But I guess time will tell. Maybe it's her new haircut that just makes her look innocent. Yeah, no, she looks super sweet, and I feel like she wants to be super sweet, but the fact that she's like, yeah, I'm still talking to those dudes, they're they're friends. I'm like, bullshit, they're friends. Yeah. They're not friends. Okay. No. So, like, to me, like, she's she's scamming, but it's not as bad as it could be. Right. Yeah. But I don't Um, think she would ever be able to be 100% faithful to anybody just because that's how she's been hanging out for a while you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well i don't know i i used to be kind of a uh a cheater when i was younger in my well in like my high school days so i think that when you i don't think it i don't believe in like the once a cheater always a cheater thing i think that once you meet someone that makes you that you really know is a good person that you have a future with that you don't want to fuck it up Mm-hmm. I think you can definitely change your ways. Oh, I agree. I don't think you... So... Yeah, I don't believe that trope either. I think in most cases, um, it might be true, but... Now, if a man cheats on his wife with you, that's a different story. Yeah. And then you marry him, thinking you're different. That's different. You're not different. <laughs> you're not different. You're not the exception to the rule. You are the rule. Those people will never be satisfied. Hashtag nope. Alexander Hamilton. 
I mean, but it's true. Like, there are just types of people that have a lot of things wrong with themselves emotionally. And so instead of, like, actually taking care of those emotions, they just hop from thing to thing that makes them happy. It's why drug addicts are drug addicts. <laughs> you know? Like. Yeah, addiction comes in many forms, people. It really does. Yeah. It's, I, I finally, like, got this through my head um and one of my friends who is a recovering heroin addict that frequently relapses um was like why is it so hard to be comfortable with being happy and being straight and sober but you know it's never a problem feeling out of control when you're on drugs i said because when you are a drug addict you're also addicted to chaos you don't know how to Mm be normal and calm like you're chaos addict first yeah Uh, and i I, thank you shameless for teaching me that i was like "Hmm, mm -hmm. that's a very good point well i feel like the the common denominator of people with addiction is 99 percent of the time trauma like oh yeah major major trauma so if you look at the basis if if trauma is your foundation trauma is generally chaotic And so that's your normal. That's your baseline. If you've had an abusive uh, relationship, an abusive parent, um, you know, that all of that, the trauma, if your foundation, if your baseline is chaos, that's your normal. So, and even in relationships, like um, Ryan and I have a really stable calm relationship and so sometimes I just go like you know we've had this conversation before where I'm like you know when are are we gonna yell at each other are we gonna slam a door am I gonna have to throw something at him am I gonna have to find something in his phone and throw it in the dog's water dish like I've done before like (laughs) yeah you start to question yourself like is this boring or is this healthy so that's the thing. My, my baseline is trauma and chaos. So I find myself in this healthy, stable relationship and I almost don't know what to do with myself sometimes. And I think that that's, you know, that's what addicts do. They're, they're chasing that quote normal feeling because that's all they know. God damn. I should be a fucking therapist. <laughs> Get back in school. I'm I'm giving you guys too much good shit for free. <laughs> Maybe on Patreon we can have people. Oh, wouldn't we'll it have cool the helpline. It wouldn't it be cool if on Patreon like a certain tier could like just call and talk to us about their problems? Yes, because hypocrites give the best it? advice. <laughs> they do. We do. I know. We won't take it, but we'll give it. Absolutely. <laughs> I know what to do. I just don't do it because the rules don't apply to me. We'll call it like <laughs> the chaos tier or the trauma <laughs> tier. Oh, it's the trauma tier. <laughs> you guys get ready for that. That that trademark <sighs> trademark trauma tier. Don't fucking take that shit. I'm gonna trademark that shit. Anyways, um, so that was basically all of their info. And then, um, what? Who do you have over there? Because I, I think, have Scott uh, and Lindsay. Yeah, let's talk Scott and Lindsay. Let's talk about Scott and Lindsay. <sighs> Ooh, I've got thoughts about this. This shit made me so irritated, to be honest with you. Like, I was so annoyed the entire time. 
I feel like we might have different points of view on this, and I'm actually really excited to hear. Oh your point God, of view. I totally need water. Okay. Okay. Um. So Scott is in his kitchen, as usual. He's always standing in his kitchen. He gets a call, and she's like, "Surprise, bitches! I'm getting out." And he's like, "Shit." Uh-huh. <laughs> so then Lindsay's mom is like, yo, as soon as you find out about school, Miley is yours and uh, good luck. Peace out. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, wait, I have to be a mom now. That was not in my release papers. Uh, so we get to like talk to Lindsay for a second and she seems like she's completely cracked out already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like. What are you possibly on? You've been in this shoe, and now you're in the airport. I watch a lot of 60 Days In, as do you, so I don't ever believe that these bitches are sober. Yeah, but she was in the shoe. She was by herself. Uh, I don't want to know how you can make things by yourself. <laughs> anyway. Regardless. Um, she's also super bipolar, so she's probably manic. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. so she may not actually be on anything. She might just be having a manic episode. That might just be her. <laughs> That's just her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like going through the airport and she's trying on sunglasses and probably snagging some free makeup samples and <laughs> buying a local t-shirt so that she can change clothes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That seems legit. Yeah. But she's complaining already that there's no Wi-Fi on the plane and that you know scott told her you know don't spend too much money don't go crazy because he's already spent a lot of money on that credit card today and she was like um i don't go crazy i am crazy and i was like girl i believe you oh yeah (laughs) so she pretty much then goes on to tell us in so many words that she's a gold digger Mm -hmm. and then she has a history of old boyfriends for their money and i'm like okay cool She's a sugar baby. She's a sugar baby. And she's a spoiled ass bitch. This bitch starts complaining the second she gets off the plane. She's complaining that Scott is too short. She's complaining that his truck looks like a cheap drug dealer truck. And I'm like, well, girl, you would know. You would know. <laughs> so. Yeah. She complains about the beeping of the truck. She complains about everything. And I'm just like, you know what? You just got out of fucking prison. Like, could you take your uh, standards down just a tad? Right. Like, you're wearing makeup made out of deodorant and magazine ink. Like, calm, <laughs> calm down, girl. Cal- yeah. Calm down. So then it, we get to a point where she's talking to Miley on the phone again. And my question is... Why can't Miley quarantine with her? Uh, Because what's her face? Uh, Lindsay just got out of prison. And remember that there were a lot of issues. There were a lot of uh, coronavirus um, cases in prison. Yeah. I would want her to quarantine a couple. I'm not a big coronavirus person, but I think if someone was getting out of prison and there's all kinds of stuff going on in prison. Yeah, I guess. I would want her to quarantine a little bit, too. Yeah. Before being around a child. I I don't know. I just feel bad for Miley. Especially. maybe Maybe grandma wants to make sure that mom doesn't go back to prison in the next two weeks also. 
I'm going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a possibility. Who knows? So they get to the house and she is all excited and I'm just cracking up to myself because I'm like, she is about to walk in that door. Yeah. (laughs) And she thought the truck was bad. Oh, girl. Yeah. So they walk in the house and she's just like, the smile is slowly sliding off of her face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, God. So he shows her her closet and I died. Okay. They show us the picture of the built-ins that she wanted. (laughs) And then he pulls the picture down and he's like, see, it's like exactly the same. And I'm like, that's like saying one of the cakes on nailed it. It's exactly the same. As Cake Boss. Yeah. Like, girl. What are you yep. thinking, Scott? Yeah. Austin, like, looked at me and was like, what the shit is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so she's just, like, going off. She's flipping out. She's like, I want to leave. I want to go. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was going to punch him in the face. I wouldn't blame her, honestly. I mean, I think he should have been more honest, but I don't think that's worth a punch in the face, necessarily. <laughs> I think he, he misled her, uh, and I think that he should have kept his house cleaner, knowing that she could get out at any time. Or even said, like, to literally anybody. Somebody. Right, I was like going to say, like, literally anybody. Can you come, like, sweep and mop the floor? Uh, while I, I go pick up my girlfriend, like, this shit. I'm team Lindsay on this. I'm not necessarily not team Lindsay, but I also think she's a spoiled bitch who is ungrateful that she even had a home to come home to. I, with yeah, somebody so who's that, willing to bankroll her life and has been bankrolling her life for the past two years. But she's used to that. She's used to that. Any guy, she feels like any guy will bankroll her life and she chose him. So he needs to step up his game. That's kind of how she's looking at it. For me... So here's the thing. Scott said he's lived in that house for a year. A year. Oh, I know. He should have had more done. For sure. For the past two years or two and a half years, she's been sending him these ideas. I guarantee you that he has been making her all these promises. You're going to come home. The house is going to be just how you want it. It's going to be amazing. And um, you're going to have a beautiful home to be in and blah, blah, blah. And you know what, Scott... He doesn't have money like he says he does if he couldn't hire a couple contractors to get in there and fucking finish the shit she wanted done, which would have probably taken a week or two. Maybe. A built-in closet. uh, Like, I I don't even know. I mean, honestly, built-ins. Paint on the walls and some furniture. That could have been done in a week. Yeah. Built-ins are super easy. Um, Austin and I actually put in our own built-ins in his office out of ikea bookshelves nice and then did like the molding and they have like cabinets on the bottom it was super easy it did not take long at all yeah see that's perfect and it's like he could have done that if he if he truly has money like he's telling her he does he could have just hired a couple contractors even if she found out like this all should have been done the first time she thought she was getting out of prison um, because he's at the airport thinking he's picking her up in a limo with steak, a, yeah. a day old steak. Why wasn't it done then? And then after she didn't, she wasn't able to get out then. That's when he should have said, okay, well, I'm going to 
you know, get the, she could be home anytime. So I'm going to get somebody in here and fix this, put some paint on the walls, get some furniture in there, you know, get the closet done. It, I don't feel like she was expecting a palace, but I think he absolutely lied to her. And then she just kind of flipped out, which the way she reacted was totally out of control. But I understand why she was frustrated. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying that yeah. she wasn't a little bit justified in being upset, but the, the, uh, just like the straight up, I'm trying to find the right word, just like emotional breakdown that happened yeah. so instantly is mm-hmm. not a good indication of things to come. Yeah, hey, that could be that bipolar stuff. Oh, know? for sure. It's just like, well, and she's thinking her daughter's going to come live with them and her, like, the room's a construction site. It's like, what the fuck? You've been here for a year. Yeah, that was You haven't done up. anything. You, like, in a year, he could have remodeled the whole fucking house. It could be a brand new house. He could have had somebody tear it down and rebuild it and remodeled it in a year. Oh, absolutely. And he's a construction yeah. guy. That's what kills me. And I think that's probably where he made his mistake is that he's like, oh, well, I can just do this myself. But I then he didn't. constructed a lot of lies is what I think is going on. Like, he's just fucking... Okay, well, I still want to have him on the show, so. Just kidding. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, I don't think he's going to answer me. I don't care if he... He's already spilled, like, everything. All his tea? Oh, he did finally read my people. message. Oh, so he read it and ignored it? Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> you should have... <laughs> you should have had that fucking house ready, you liar. <laughs> Alright. What else do we have to say about that? Nothing. <laughs> I'm over here burning bridges. Yep. Right. <laughs> like, okay, you hear me being quiet, right? <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't... I don't want us to be a podcast that needs to be liked by Cass. No, we're not. That's not that's us. That's totally against what we are. What we are. You can't have a, a podcast called Resting Bitch Face and then kiss people's ass to try to get them on the show. So No, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so who else you got over there? Who's like a boring do we, John, uh, and what, John and Christiana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's, let's hear your thoughts on this, on what happened with them. Uh, basically... Like, the thing is, Christiana is supposed to be out searching for jobs. Mm-hmm. And so, in traditional, like, bad boy, bad girl moves, they're like, okay, how can we take advantage of this situation and get what we want? So, they're like, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant and, quote, steal time. Uh, mm-hmm. and have a meal together, which I understand that temptation, but if you have, yeah. like, one job, you have one job, you just have to behave <laughs> for, like, a small amount of time, and then you can go and get on with your life. Don't do it. So her famous last words on this job hunt is, as long as I got, I do what I gotta do, they don't give a fuck. Oh, but they do. <laughs> oh, but they yep. do. So they go and sit down at this restaurant, and she does ask for an application. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, five seconds into the wait- waitress giving the specials, the um, sober house people come over and are like, you got to go right now. 
But then they're like shocked and appalled that they got in trouble. And I d- that doesn't sit with me. I don't get it. I, I just don't. So basically that person is like, oh yeah, you're in big trouble. Like you're supposed to be job hunting. They've been following them for all day. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't say that she didn't ask for an application if you've been following them because she absolutely did. Yeah, I, here's how I feel about this. I can see both sides. One, I think that the person should have asked the waitress, did she request an application? And if the waitress says yes, okay. What's wrong with having, are you not allowed to have lunch and fill out an application at the same time? You're not allowed to eat? That, That was weird to me too. My question is, are they more upset that she's filming a television show? Yeah, I don't know. That's my question. Like, because you got to think, like, the person... I think sometimes I forget that there's, like, a film crew there. But there's, like, a film crew there. She's got... She's mic'd. Like, they're they're making a television show. So I'm wondering if that is more of the issue than the fact that they're sitting down at the table and going to have lunch and fill out her application at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if they're supposed to go back for meals or if they're only supposed to get, like, fast food or or what. Or if they're supposed to have their um, Maybe applications, like, checked. Alone. Well, no, because he's, a, he's a, um, a valid driver. Oh, yeah. Because he said, like, I hope they don't take my driver privilege or whatever. Yeah, I feel like that was just wrong. I think that they just kind of were targeting her because she was on TV and stuff. And I absolutely think that they should have asked the waitress if she requested an application. And if so, then they should have gone from there. But I I don't think anything huge was going to happen in consequence to this. Because when she called John back, she was saying that she was going to get like a ticket but it didn't seem like they were going to extend her stay or anything huge was going to happen. Did you get that? I don't know. Cause uh, they're like, well, they can keep me here, but I don't know if it's like so many tickets equals X amount of time or, or what okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I do want to say that I think this is a hundred percent John's fault. Uh, why do you think that? Because it seemed like it was his harebrained idea in the first place to, like, make this master list and see all the ways that they could, quote, steal time. Yeah. Um, it It's obviously, like, I guess it is a little bit her fault for going along with it, but I feel like this was all his idea. But, I mean, if you look at it in theory, it doesn't seem like it should be something that gets you in trouble. If you're you're somewhere, you're sitting down, you're going to have some lunch while you fill out the application, I wouldn't think that was an issue either. I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's do that. That sounds fine. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I felt bad for her, but I think it'll be okay. And uh, John is very concerned that she's going to, like, escape. And I'm like, why? She just got, like, a ticket. It's not like... Because she escaped last time. I want more information on that because I don't feel like we got that full story. And I think it's kind of insane to like escape a halfway house. Like, I mean, she ran away. How did they catch you? If you're court ordered to be there. Is that why she went back to prison this last time? I don't know if that's why she went back to prison. 
she hasn't i i don't know what led to that um I just know that the last time she was there, she left. And that probably violated her probation or whatever. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. So I think um, the, another thing that I noticed about Christiana is, like, in the wild, like, in real life, she looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when they're doing the one-on-one interviews, I don't know if it's, like, the lighting, the makeup, the angle. She looks rough in those interviews. But when she's just got, like, her glasses on and, like, no makeup and... Her hair in a ponytail. She looks so cute. I think that the lighting is really bad in their... It's harsh. um, In their little interview rooms. Like, because they all look bad. Because it's really dark in there. They're all just using this really strong light. Like, a a really strong ring light just right in front of their Yeah, but otherwise it's, like, very, very dark in that room. And so there's no, like... It's just a very harsh contrast it's definitely not a Libby from 90 Day Fiance interview angle. Warm lights. She looks like a, <laughs> she looks like a fucking angel in her interviews. This season. And last season, she looked awful. Rough. Like, yeah. her makeup yeah. that she chose, because they have to wear the same makeup for all of their interviews. Um, they have to have the exam sack, like, outfit, hair, and makeup. Right. Yeah. And, like, she looks really good this season. Last season, she had that horrible purple lipstick. Mm-hmm. And not enough yeah. blush, mm-hmm. and then crazy eyebrows. Oh, she drove me crazy yeah, last she lo- season. She looks a lot better this season. She wears a very similar look this season to like my normal look, and I'm like, see, you gotta just embrace your warm colors, girl. There you go. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. See, but they need. But I think that uh, Matt Sharp, they need to give some Wee TV a little bit of that nice lighting treatment too. I don't think they want to um, because they look at these people as either. garbage. They just want them to be, like, rough-looking prisoners. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Who? Oh, you've got crazy. Okay. So let's do, let's do another. <laughs> you've got crazy lady. <laughs> you've got crazy. <laughs> let's talk about, so we'll talk about Jessica Maurice because. Maurice? Um, this was, like, the greatest. Um, so they go, oh, my God. I just loved this. I loved this. And I just want to say, like, I was right about Jess's. Okay, listen. I was going to give that to you, but now I'm going to be pissed (laughs) off about it. It's my first note. I was right. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So they go to uh, Jessica's parents' house for Maurice to meet them for the first time. He chooses to leave the do-rag behind. And it's a good, you know, it's a good choice. So... They go in. He brings flowers, which was sweet, uh, and probably Jessica's idea. And I don't know. He seems like the kind of thoughtful guy, honestly. Okay, we'll give it to him because I like him a lot. I really, lot. really, really like Maurice. He, now he looks fantastic in his interviews because he is just so yummy. He's he is fine. So hot. He is fine. Oh my god. <laughs> they fuck. They fuck. They're like the Libby and Andre. Oh, yeah. Of... <laughs> and again, oh, yeah. If, if Andre ever wants to make a, an OnlyFans, I will subscribe to Absolutely. I'll actually pay for it. I won't just get it for free from somewhere else like I do all the rest of them. Um, yeah, so I would pay for Maurice's OnlyFans. Uh, he's so hot. He is so sweet. I, I just can't believe this guy was like a gangbanger. It's so crazy to me. I know. Can you imagine um, him being like a thug? 
he just seems like such a sweetheart. Like, so, you know, his the, her parents are nice and everything. They're having breakfast. He freaking spills the beans that he's not supposed to be in Vegas, that he's supposed to be in L.A. And, and you feel the tension immediately change in the room. Oh, yeah. Um, Father Jessica seems pissed. Uh, and he wants to uh, take him outside and talk to him and this conversation went very differently from what i expected um but so they go outside while while the women are inside um jessica's mom just says you know they're worried about her and that he you know it's he should be following the rules and all of that and jessica's just like i fucking told you not to say this and (laughs) she's upset yeah so maurice and father jessica are outside Father Jessica is concerned about the people that Maurice could be still involved with. Now, I almost cried through the rest of the scene. It was this, really like, good. Oh, This hit me. This I feel like they just fucking ripped my heart out. Like, because Maurice says that he has never had a father figure. He said his mom did the best she could. But the hood did the rest. And I was like, whoa. This, yes. This is how people end up in situations. They're searching for something that's missing. That father figure, that family feeling. And they find it in the wrong place. So that's basically what happened with him. Um, He tells Father Jessica he doesn't want the gang life anymore. He wants a home and a wife cooking breakfast. He wants just a normal life. And that the gang life is only going to get him two things. It'll get him in prison. It'll get him killed. Yep. And he's already done the prison sentence and he wants to live. I was just like, you are so full of wonderful things right now. No, he's um, uh, he's very self-aware. And yes, that's he's like so, so refreshing. Mature. Yeah, it's very refreshing, especially considering he's been in prison for a really long time and he's still fairly young. He's got the maturity of like a 35 year old. He does. He, um, I think he really, like, took it seriously that last time and realized, like, he's got to make a lot of life changes. Oh, yeah. And I think that also coming home and seeing all the obituaries of his friends and, like, seeing how they ended up, he's just like, it's a reality check. It's like, I don't want to end up in this pile of obituaries. So, ugh, so good. Now, I got excited with this next line because Father Maurice tells, or Father Jessica tells Maurice that he doesn't care about looks. He doesn't care about the tattoos or the fact that he's black. And I love that he just said it like that. Like, he wasn't trying to be politically correct. He wasn't like, um, you know, I don't care that you're African-American. I don't... Like, he's just honest. Like, I don't care that you're covered in tattoos. I don't care that you're black. I care about who you are as a person. And... Um, I'm going to tear up just talking about this. Aww. He tells Maurice that, like, I so understand this because, like, I grew up without a father and now my mom is gone. And, you know, I've, I've talked about hoping that I would have, like, a good relationship with Ryan's family and feeling that that might not happen now. But, you know, so I can totally relate to this. And so Father, Marie, Father Jessica tells Maurice that he's got a great opportunity that he has never had a son and he would love to have one. And the moment that those words came out of his mouth, Maurice's face lights up at the sound of 
of like I'd love to have a son. Yeah. That was Did you notice the look on his face? Yes, I started crying. Like <laughs> yeah, I did too. And then I said, Yeah, I middle I immediately started tearing up. He's like, I I'll wanna take you fishing and do projects around the house and Maurice says that he can feel in the area in the uh, air that they have a connection. Um it is such a special and like pure moment. And it's like this is what life is all about. Like I consistently tell people life is about human connection. Yep. This is this right here is what life is all about. And um so you know, he tells Maurice that he needs to finish up his parole and that Jessica should stay home. Hold, hold on. What? Can you you hear that I'm recording? Go figure it out on your own. Bye. She she wants to interrupt our podcast and my crying <laughs> so she can tell me that she needs a hair a hair tie and shorts. <sighs> okay, you're you're gonna be thirteen next month. I think you can figure it out. Um, Kids are anyways, so fun. So, oh yeah, for sure. Um so oh he he wants Maurice to go finish up his parole, do the right thing. And says that Jessica should stay home. They'll take care of her. I see. I understand. I I think that the safest place for her to be is just home. In her home. In Las Vegas. Safe. You know. Not in Compton. She does not belong in Compton. But also. I know that Maurice doesn't. He doesn't want to go back to LA. And he's worried about being around his old friends. Being in his old neighborhood. He's afraid that he could get shot. It's so heartbreaking. It's like, please, parole board, let this man go. He wants, like, he wants out. He wants to be safe. He wants a normal life. Can we just, like, speed up the process and give that to him? Absolutely. It's It sucks. I know it doesn't work that way. There's, like, a whole system and a way that it has to work. But it's heartbreaking because he's afraid to go home. Ugh. It kills me. I don't know. It was just such a good, like, I, it was probably, it was my favorite part of the entire episode, just that scene between the two of them. And I am, like, really, really hoping that things work out for Jess Maurice and that he stays close with her family, that he has a family. Because he's like, I got a taste of home and family and I don't want to go back to L.A. Ugh. I wonder, we haven't met his mother, have we? No. I'm very curious about his mom. Yeah. I am too. I'm I'm curious. I don't think, she probably hasn't passed away or anything because he didn't say that. I feel like he would say that. Maybe she just doesn't want to be on camera. Well, it might be um, unsafe for her to be on camera if he's doing this show and saying the things that he's saying. So it's probably smart for her. Yeah. Um, Especially she still lives in the area, but I also wonder if she's locked up. We'll have to kind of look up, look that up. But I hate looking stuff up because then I see all these freaking spoilers. I don't like to. I don't like spoilers. I like to enjoy the show as it goes. So I probably yeah. won't look it up. Actually, I mean, I will look it up since I've had a lot of spoilers for all, a lot of couples for a while, yeah. and I haven't given any of them away, even though I really, really want to. Um, yeah. But I mean, I it, I've never seen anything as far as I've seen. Um, about his mom. 
I think that this was probably, I've watched every season of Life After Lockup, Love After Lockup, all of that. Um, this was the sweetest scene in, in Lalu history. For sure. In my opinion. For sure. It was the greatest. I would watch this scene ten times to fill up the episode instead of watching the whole rest of it. Like, the drama and everything, this was the best. No, it, it was a, a very refreshing moment in a whole lot of shit. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, do you have anything else to say about them? No. I just, I, I guess I just hope that he actually goes back and does what he needs to do and does it the right way. Well, either that or I hope he doesn't get caught. I really just really want him to do the right thing and be comfortable doing the right thing. That's true. But the right thing in this situation feels like the wrong thing. It could get him killed. It could get him sucked back into the life. I honestly think the right thing na- the right thing is for him to stay away. Yeah, I think he should go as far away as possible. And then yeah. sit. Well, I think it's a money thing, though. I don't think... Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. yeah. It was great. Anyways, who who else do we have? I, oh! My crazy um, people. Yeah, let me talk. Let's talk about Sean and Destiny first, because you definitely, yeah. your people are the craziest, or uh, she's the craziest. We'll go with that. Um, so Sean and Destiny, Sean's outside. I understand why Destiny is getting pissed, actually, and it's not. I'm not just saying that because I I want to be friends with her, um, but I don't really want to be friends. I want to hang out with her for one night in Vegas at on Fremont Street. That's pretty much it. Um, anyway, so Sean's outside. Kelly calls. So he's outside being sneaky, talking to Kelly. And Destiny opens the door and she's like, who is that? And he's like, it's Kelly. And um, she gets pissed. Um, she thinks that Sean's being disrespectful. Now, in my opinion, I think that Kelly is calling pretty often or texting they're talking, and I think she's definitely jealous that Sean wants to marry Destiny and never wanted to marry her, even though they have, like, 22 years and six children of history together. And I don't think she's calling about the kids. I definitely don't think that Kelly is over it. And so I think she's kind of a little bit too involved and talking to him more than would be considered normal. And I think that we're not seeing that. I think Destiny's probably getting an edit here where it just looks like Sean's had one conversation with Kelly and Destiny's throwing a fit. But I I feel like this is probably something that was happening pretty often and he's trying to be a little sneaky about it by taking the call outside and that that's kind of what puts her over the edge. What do you think? Well, he was already outside blowing up a float for her, so I don't think that was necessarily the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Kelly probably is calling a lot, and I think they constantly are going to have this, like, back and forth thing where she doesn't want him, but she doesn't want anybody else to want him kind of thing. And vice versa, right. probably, if we're being honest. Uh, but it just I think like that... Sean doesn't want her. Yeah, I mean, totally I don't know. It doesn't totally feel like she doesn't want him. I, I think that maybe she wants him just because, you know, she likes the idea of them being a family. With all the kids and not raising six kids by herself. Well, and I think, too, she's just, like, 
why after everything we went through did you not ever act like this towards me i would be yeah. super oh, fucking jealous so too like <laughs> oh I'd i would be, be a so fucking psycho fucking pissed i would be a psycho i'd be like doing donuts on their front lawn and like slashing his tires every day yeah maybe slashing his tires or throwing a brick through their window like i i don't know i would be fucking be- i also wouldn't have six children with a man who refused to marry hell no me. and it sure as fuck wouldn't be with lame ass sean he has no fucking personality he is a loser and he talks like a beaver what? He's an idiot. Yeah, he's a beaver, Sean. And why would she, like, that, I guess that's another question is, like, well, what kind of person would involve themselves for a lifetime with this loser? What does he have to offer? He sucks. So, I don't know. I I, I think it's a really twisted situation, but Destiny is so pissed. She tells him she's done. Um... She's talking to the the camera people about it. She's over it. Sean is leaving as he's going to get in the car. Destiny comes around the vehicle, calls him a sorry-ass motherfucker, and then starts punching him. Punching him in the face and everything um, on national television. Come on, Destiny. Come on. You don't hit people with witnesses. Right. Or on national television. What is wrong with you? If you're going to assault your loser boyfriend, well, first of all, don't. Okay, don't assault people. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But if you're going to, (laughs) if you're going to, don't fucking do it with a camera crew and a mic pack and, like, on national television, you dumb bitch. Come on. Well, I mean, she just has no impulse control. Like, that's, like, we don't even really know why. Like, she randomly ran over there and was, like, punching the shit out of him. Like. I think that's just, like, that's destiny. Like, I think she just, that's her normal reaction to someone pissing her off is that she's going to punch them in the face. But hello, where did we find this chick? In fucking prison. (laughs) Why are we surprised that she's punching you in the face, Sean, you idiot? I can't believe after the way she had already acted that his response was like, I should buy her an engagement ring. (laughs) If I acted like that, Austin would be like, you can uh, get lost. Like, goodbye. Well, Sean's clearly, like, super embarrassed. So he's like, as soon as she hits him, he's like ripping off his mic pack. He's like, I'm done with this show. Oh, you're done with the show? You're not done with the person that's punching you in the face? I'm done with this. Okay. How long do you think until he tells her that he's sorry and he loves her and he proposes? I honestly thought when she was telling him that she was done and she wanted to leave that he was going to propose right there. When he got down on her eye level, I thought he was about to propose because that's the kind of dumbass that he is. Oh, yeah. So and she would snatch that ring and then be like, peace. Well, and I was going to say that was a pretty ring. And I have a hard time believing that it was two grand. Well, no, she said it's a thousand out the door. He had a budget of two grand. I thought she said two thousand. I well, I I only heard a thousand out the door. Either way, it looked nice. It, that must be like a resale. It was. It was an outlet. Okay. It, well, yes, no, it so said it was like manufacturing. That. It said like jewelry manufacturing outlet or something like that. Oh, uh, 
I wonder if it was moistenite or something. And I was like, damn, I want to go there. Um, I know, because I was like, that is way too pretty to be, like, a brand new ring in the mall. Like, well, and when he said his budget was two grand, I looked at Austin. I was like, you didn't even spend that much on my whole wedding set. <laughs> I think you need an upgrade. I'm getting teeth. Oh, that's better. He told me when he was getting a bonus, I could have a, I could have a new wedding ring or teeth. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take the teeth, uh, sir. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> absolutely. Who needs a wedding ring? Exactly. I told Ryan, get me a fake diamond, like, give me moissanite or a fake diamond or something. Because there's some really pretty ones now. All I care about is that it's pretty and it sparkles. I don't give a shit if it's real. Oh, that's why I, when I started losing all the weight and my wedding rings didn't fit anymore, I just started buying, like, mm-hmm. super cheap fake rings and people think they're real all the time. Yeah. I have, like, eight. Who cares? I don't care. Well, I cared about I cared about diamonds before, and then I got divorced, and I went to pawn it, and I only got like a tenth of what it was yeah, worth. Yeah, you know so they're not like, they lose all of their value as soon as you buy them. So I'm like, yeah, you oh, know yeah. what? I so don't it's actually like, who care. Who fucking cares? Yeah, get get you a fifty dollar diamondique QVC special that is fucking beautiful yeah. and whatever. If you lose it, you lose it. It's not about the ring; it's about the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you really sound yeah. like you believe that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I'm a real I'm a real marriage lover after that nasty divorce. <laughs> uh which you guys will one day be able to hear about on I did not sign up for this podcast when I do my second part for that. Yeah. And I promise uh everybody that's listening, I don't even know the story. She refuses to tell me until we can get paid for it. <laughs> Cuz that's friendship. <laughs> We're not going to get Oh, because of, uh, well, I was like, we're not going to get paid for I did not sign up for this. But yeah, when we put it on Patreon, trust me, you guys are going to want to pay the $5 or $4 or whatever we ask. It'll be worth it. I promise. I promise you, you will get the best content you've ever heard in your life when we have a Patreon. Yes. Well, that might be a bit of a stretch. It's not. At least the most controversial. <laughs> you will get something. I, do you have anything else for Sean and Destiny? No, this lady is fucking crazy. Um... She ain't as crazy as your chick. Uh, arguable. Different what? different kinds of crazy, though. Different kinds of crazy. Okay, well, tell us about crazy... One is, like, crazy. jail crazy, and one is, like, mental hospital crazy. So, let's talk about Heather and Dylan. Now, Heather seems like she should be the one getting out of prison. Yes. <laughs> or a mental hospital. <laughs> Okay, hold. I lost my notes. Sorry. No, she seems like she should be getting out of the the psych Psych ward of of the jail. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Literally, my first line of my notes is, "This girl is insane, and she stresses me out." (laughs) Oh yeah, she's talk about manic. Ooh, girl. I'm like poster child, homie. What are you on? Right. She. I, I, I'm going to have to, like, pull myself together to even talk about her. <laughs> she is getting ready to go get Dylan out of prison. What in the hell are you doing? Sorry, I was trying to let the jingly dog out. Lux, come here. Because her collar, every time she moves, like, jingle, 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 jingle. Just take her collar off. We're recording a podcast. Oh, oh sorry. Professionalism <laughs> at its best. I can't right, focus. Go ahead. So anyway, she's she's getting ready to go get Dylan and is, like, completely delusional about the entire thing. She's just, like, flitting around, talking 10,000 miles a minute, uh, like, 
doing her makeup and she is like beating her face to the gods okay like Mm -hmm. holy shit she has so much foundation on that i'm just like i could feel my face melting off (laughs) like and she didn't even set it with powder but anyway i digress so she is talking about how excited she is and how she wanted to wear something sexy but then like for some reason that i didn't quite catch even though i watched it three times like she's gonna wear (laughs) something nice so apparently her idea was to dress up like a church girl and just wear this like summer dress and a pink sweater that didn't match it which it drove me nuts but anyway so she leaves to get in the car she still has all her hair clips in and then i realize she hasn't finished her makeup yet and i'm like okay that's i hope she i literally was like i hope she remembers to take those out before she gets out of the car (laughs) because um that's something i would forget to do yeah that's pretty funny uh, so then she's in the car and she's telling us this whole sad story of her life and like her parents or her mom and her stepdad like sent her to this boarding school that ended up being super abusive and like got in all this trouble and so she was uh, trigger word five four three two one raped uh, when she now was fourteen. Here's your trauma. Here's your trauma baseline. Trauma baseline. Yep. Right trauma there. baseline. It all goes back to trauma, guys. Like, that's, like, the easiest way to figure out why you're a crazy person. It's like, what happened in your childhood or what traumatic thing happened to you? I know. Every time I go to a new therapist and they're like, so tell me about your childhood. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, we don't have a lot of time today. But if you could carve out your entire (laughs) day in a couple of weeks, I could tell you. (laughs) But, um, so then she jumps from that to this, like, non sequitur about having vision boards and cutting out pictures for magazines of happy marriages and all this other shit in her life. And then it just started manifesting itself. And that's how she found Dylan, the vision boards. She's watched the secret too many times. Yes, she has. Uh, I'm pretty sure she thinks that the secret is the Bible. Um, so yes, she's completely out of her tree, but her vision boards brought her Dylan, the guy who's been in jail 34 times. Mm-hmm. Um, have I mentioned she's on something? I have that line in there. Oh, for sure. Now, before I was thinking meth, but now with her, like, manic side, I'm gonna go with coke. Oh, yeah, no, she's totally coked out. She's talking way too fast to be on meth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, But I think she's in a manic episode and then on coke on top of that. Yeah. Uh, which the coke, honestly, probably, like, slows her down a little bit. Um... But anyway, so Dylan is using her. It's pretty obvious. Um, He talks specifically about, you know, one of the hardest things about being in jail is not having a lot of stability on the outside and that he's had her. And so that's been helpful. And I'm sure she, excuse me, is bringing him money and providing him something to do in prison. And so... It's easier to just keep a crazy person, right? Because there's arm's length away. Like, he has minimal contact with her. And so, why not have somebody that's willing to do your bidding for you and bring you stuff and give you emotional support? But he also very quickly jumps to how, like, he had very minimal contact with her prior to going to jail. And then she showed up a few weeks later and had his name tattooed on her. In three Well, right. But I think it started, I think it started with one. And then she got the other oh, two. Oh, I thought 
See, I thought he, she had come to visit him, and then the next time she came to visit, I th- she had I, three tattoos in different places of his name in different languages. I, the way I understood it was that she showed up with his tattoo, with his name tattooed on her, like, abdomen. Oh. Like, property of Dylan or Dylan's forever or something like that. And then uh, she ended up getting a- two more tattoos, which is insane. Talk about a fucking red flag. I mean, t- fucking psychotic. And his response to that was to encourage this girl and then propose to her after three months. Yeah. And, uh, but then he immediately says, like, yeah, that's either really flattering or a little bit disturbing. And I'm like, yeah. He looks super freaked out. Oh, I would be too. I actually, I don't think I would ever see her again. Like. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I would have just taken her off my visitation list. She might murder him in his sleep. Well, anyway. um, He is super, super, super hot. I don't think so. Oh, I think he's really pretty. Oh, uh, I don't know if it's the long hair. I think he has a weird face shape. I'm not He looks him. a little he's bit like an alien. Body. Um, I think he's a butterface. No, because even Austin was like, I don't know if this makes me gay, but like he's way more attractive than her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, for sure. Well, yeah, she, she's not attractive at all. She used to be, but it looks like she's like really f- done too many drugs or something. Yeah. And fucked her face up. I was like, oh, no, that's not gay. That's just obvious. <laughs> um, I'm like suffering from secondhand embarrassment watching the way she acted when he got out of jail. Or prison. Okay, I was just gonna say, it it is so cringeworthy when you watch when a girl is like, I'm gonna go run and jump into his arms. Yeah, it's because everything's like it's a movie a fucking, to her. Like it's a fucking Nicholas Sparks movie or something. Everything's like, a movie. Everything's contrived. So she kicks off her shoes. So she's running down the fucking dirty ass street in her bare feet. And she goes to, like, try to jump into his arms, but he doesn't quite get that that's what's happening. So she wraps one leg around him, and then he's like, oh, this is what we're doing. And he <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts her up, and then she puts her other leg around him, and it's just like, well, that wasn't nearly as romantic as you thought it was going to be. It looked pretty awful. So It's also really hard to jump into somebody's bad. arms, and it usually takes a couple of th- times to practice. Heather McDonald calls, calls it a toddler jump, and those are the only people that should be doing those things. Toddlers. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Um, it's a, and then she's trying to rape she him. She literally is just trying to rape him for the rest of the scene. She oh he's, he's trying to change his shirt. She's already mentioned having sex about 17 times in the last 30 to 90 seconds. Um, and then and it makes sense that ca- she's like an over-sexualized person because she's had sexual trauma. Yeah, trauma. Yeah. Um, but what cu- what killed it for me was like she sprayed cologne all over him and then licked him Ugh. and bit him, and I'm like, my mouth tastes so bad just thinking about that. Well, plus, like, you don't choose cologne unless it's a cologne that he wears. You don't just spray someone with like. A random scent. Like, what if they hate that smell? Now they gotta walk around all fucking day smelling like a mixture of fucking Curve for Men and prison. I do like Curve for Men. I don't like it anymore because I had a a crazy boyfriend in high school that wore it. So now it just kind of gives me, like, a weird reaction when I smell it. I'm just like, ugh. I mean, it doesn't, like, 
turn me on, but I like, I like this smell. It's probably because my brother used to wear it, and I like my brother. Oh, so, so it's just like I like how smells are it's are rela- related to memory. Oh, scent memory is the strongest memory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And which is why but to this day those... I cannot smell Bath and Body Works white citrus without crying. Why? Because my ex that I went to um, Amsterdam to see a couple of times, uh, that was my mm. scent that I wore over there. And as soon as I smell it, I, they, I very, like, clearly remember being in his shower, taking a shower, and, like, knowing that we were going to break up as soon oh, as I left. Oh, my God. Oh, it was awful. That's so sad. And I... It's a really good I smell, to too. Yeah, it smells really good. <laughs> Yeah, I my my go to is Bath and Body Works warm vanilla sugar because you can put anything on top of it and it doesn't like have contrasting smells. So I can either just wear that yeah. by itself or I can spray anything on top of it and smell good. I'm almost always gonna use like as my day to day, um I have like a gigantic bottle that I got from TJ Maxx of like hemp eucalyptus. Like, I like minty kind of smells. Mm, yeah. Um, and it and it's not a strong one, because so you can put a lot of stuff on top of it. My favorite perfume is called This Is Not A Perfume, and it's not. It's a single note. <laughs> um, and it is the most, like, fantastic smelling thing you've ever smelled in your life. Like, I would just, like, have random people walk up to me and be like, oh, my God, what are you wearing? It smells so good. You're like, oh, this it's not a perfume. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a perfume, but it costs $130, so I think it is. Jesus. I got a, I got a free sample of it, and I made it last for a really long time, and then Austin knocked it off the table and broke it, and I cried. Because I was like, I will never spend well, $130 on perfume. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just usually do a seasonal. Like, during the summer, I love the different smells that Victoria's Secret will have during summertime. So I'll get, like, a something on sale I got this really yummy smelling summertime smell lotion and I just basically get like the cheap stuff and uh, but then in the winter I wear Victoria's Secret Teas or Burberry Brit Sheer like you have to have like your summer oh no I definitely have summer winter scents I mean generally in the summer I want something that smells citrusy um I like a good orange smell. I like a good lemon smell. I'll also wear, um, like, Sea Island cotton from Bath and Body Works. Uh-huh. Because it's just light. Um, I like that one, too. Yeah. But in... And I, I also... Like I still like Sweepy. That's, like, the only flowery one I like. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, I used to like Country Apple back in the day. Oh, that's a good one. I like apple smells. Cucumber lime. You know, stuff like that. Um, in the winter... I'll do like a sugary one or I'll do a Victoria's Secret. It's like their coconut ones, like coconut milk though. So it doesn't smell like tropical coconut. Like it's just really mild and it's creamy. I don't buy a lot of stuff from Victoria's Secret. I don't like a lot of their smells. Love Spell used to make me throw up and it would give me migraines. Um, It's just too, it's too common of a smell. I do like, um, Man, I really, I really like Victoria's Secret. Their pink line. I like their uh, coconut vanilla or vanilla coconut or coconut zen or something lotion. Oh my god! But I love coconut, so that's normal for me. We have gotten I like a coconut vanilla. Extremely off track here. Oh yeah, what were we? Oh yeah, don't walk <laughs> up to me and just start spraying me. With yeah, no. Perfume. I, I especially because like it'll give me migraines. I'm really sensitive yeah. to scents. Well, that's the worst thing ever is to have to walk around all day smelling like something you don't like. No, I will like 
first world problems. slap somebody if they did that to me. I would straight up probably yeah. that would be the first time I would assault somebody. Like, don't do that to me. And it would be worth it. <laughs> don't tickle me but, and do not spray anything on me. And don't put well, something in my mouth. Well, changed. Well, like food. Don't just shove something in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that either. But don't just, like, shove something in my mouth and tell me to taste that. Yeah, 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 no. Vanessa did that to me once, and uh, it was a cho- it was chocolate-covered ants. Awesome. Yeah, I was pretty upset about that. Um, anyways, so he's changing his shirt in the parking lot, which I understand that. I'm like, yeah, that's probably something. For I'm sure. Get too. that prison off you, boo. Get that prison off you. Uh, but yeah, again, this is someone who wants to have sex with someone who just got out of prison and hasn't showered. If you've ever wondered if you're a dirty girl, there's your first fucking sign. <laughs> Jesus. She's insane. Okay. Uh, I have one final official note on my notes for them and that is uh-huh. is it really a season of love after lockup if somebody doesn't have sex in a car wash nope nope so lucky winners it heather and dylan like, why first of all a car wash lasts 60 seconds at most yeah, i know like, like, maybe two or three minutes right so it's like, like if we what? really want to really want to stretch it out we're gonna say that I don't get it. What is it about it? Is it because you're, like, in your own little cocoon for a minute? I don't know. I was terrified of car washes when I was a kid. I used to make my dad let me get out of the car because it scared me. Oh, you sweet thing. (laughs) And he would get really pissed pissed off about it, too. I'm I'm like, can we just, like, not? Like, I wasn't in a car seat. Just, like, don't make me go through this right now. Like, can you wash your car later? sweet you sweet thing i know what happened right i don't know and now i'm a bitch i'm a little (laughs) anyway i was listening to that recently in the car with vanessa and she's like mom this is my childhood (laughs) i know it was inappropriate when i was your age and it came out too so what do you want from me (laughs) i'm a child of the 90s what do you want exactly (laughs) anyways uh Oh, so, let's see. What else? Did anything else happen with them? No, they're basically... No, car wash sex was it. They actually had sex. Okay. Um, and then also... Okay, spoiler alert. I'm going to give a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear it, fast forward 30 seconds. I just really want to talk about this with someone, and so you need to skip now. Look at the timestamp. Dylan got a restraining order against Heather. Dylan had to get a restraining order against Heather because she's a fucking psycho. I know. I was like, surprise, now, I, surprise. I I read that, but I I only read the headline, so I didn't read the whole thing. But if you guys want to read more about that spoiler, I only told people to skip ahead thirty seconds. So go Google it, or we can hide it behind some kind of a post on our Facebook page. We'll hide it. We'll put like spoiler alert. And then if you go in the comments, you can read about it. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I'll make a note of that since I said that we would do it and I actually should do that. Agreed. All right. Was there anybody else or was that it? God, I hope not. Cause we've been talking for an hour and a half and I have been thirsty for about 45 minutes. Well, that's why you got to bring your water. Well, you know what? Water. I'm used to bringing in like four 
of my hard seltzers and I brought like half of my Diet Pepsi and then I was like, shit, I did not prepare for this. I am not prepared. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to help. Vanessa has a little friend who had a birthday a couple days ago and couldn't do anything for Corona. So they're going to the park and having a party, the two of them. It's kind of sad and kind of cute at the same time. So I got to go to the dollar store and get a couple things for their little party. And that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be really cute. Take pictures. Yeah. It is going to be cute. I'm excited. She's a sweet kid. So um, I'm going to go do that. And then later we will record our bitch fit for you guys where we will bitch some more. So enjoy. Hope you enjoyed the mini bitch fit today and the recap. Um, Check us out on Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod. Where can they find us on Facebook? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just type in (laughs) Resting Bitch Face and you'll find us. Yeah, make sure you join the private group, though, because we don't do a whole lot on our page. We just wanted to secure it. So check out the private group and join that. And that's where where you'll find that little spoiler that I talked about. But thank you guys for listening. We love you. And we will see you bitches later. Woohoo! Bye. Bye.